Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available in America, Outlouds, iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. We always appreciate it when you share those on social media. Obviously, a lot went down this week with the Iowa caucus, uh, more President Trump court cases, um, impending possible government shutdown, certainly a lot on the horizon. But uh, the Iowa caucus is what I want to start off with tonight. It was a big night for Donald Trump, came in with over 50% of the vote, set a record in Iowa, and uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis were neck and neck. Vivek came in fourth at 8%. Uh, it was a big night for President Trump and uh, Make America Great Again supporters. And certainly it showed the mandate for President Trump. Uh, I thought he had a great speech afterwards, uh, congratulating the other people that were running against him. Uh, unfortunately for Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, I can't say that they had good speeches afterwards. Both of them looked pretty silly. Uh, Nikki Haley came out and made that comment that Iowa officially made it a two-person race when she came in third. So that really didn't make much sense on the surface, although I kind of get what she's saying because Ron had to win Iowa to have a chance, um, Nuki's probably going to finish in second in New Hampshire and South Carolina. So uh, things were really uh, looking bad for Ron DeSantis, who came out gloating, smiling, acting like the media and everyone was against him in his campaign. Um, and the guy lost by 30 points against President Trump. So uh, I don't know what he was happy about. He got trounced. He spent all that money in Iowa. His resources are going to be drying up. His donors are going to be switching camps. Uh, this was a very bad night for Ron DeSantis, and I don't even really see what's the point in him continuing. Uh, Vivek Ramswamy coming in at 8%. I thought he might do a little better, but obviously a lot of Vivek supporters are also President Trump supporters. So um, really, with President Trump running, uh, Vivek wasn't going to get a big uh, part of the vote because why would you vote for uh, the new guy when you can vote for the original? And that's why so many people are voting for Donald Trump uh, in that Iowa caucus. Uh, he did the right thing, though, in his speech. He came out and gave a great speech. He was a class act, uh, congratulated Donald Trump and said that he will be endorsing Donald Trump. And uh, going on the campaign trail, I think he's going to be a great ally of President Trump. And I was glad to see him do the right thing. Uh, Rob, that was my quick summary. What were your thoughts on what we saw go down in Iowa this week for the Iowa caucus? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. This is our first time having a chance to discuss the Iowa caucus and what took place. Yes. A couple of things that I noticed, Andrew, is that the media was really obsessed about the weather to the point that they're saying that maybe all the votes, people won't come out to vote for Trump. They might feel too confident that he's going to win it, which might cause him the election, but it was nonstop about the weather. 
and I guess we're forgetting, well, first of all, it's global warming. And I guess they thought that it was going to be a balmy, sunny day, but it is January, January in Iowa. And they do get snow and they get a lot of snow. And because of that, they can deal with it. They don't shut down. My grandma used to live in Iowa. I've been to Iowa, not when it was snow on the ground, but definitely when it was cold. And this is what you get in Iowa in January. They don't stop. They keep going. But the media was obsessed with it. Trump may not win because his voters might not come out. And it's too cold. And for the older people, and I'm hearing all this. And, you know, at times, if you keep listening, you'll buy into it. And I started thinking, I'm like, well, maybe. I'm like, no, remember, this is the media. The media is predicting this. The same way the media predicted for the last couple of days or hours before the election that Vivek, he's surging. He's surging in the polls. Oh, my God. And Trump is attacking him. And what's going to happen? And of course, we can look at 2020 and we saw how the media got it all wrong. All the polls were wrong. But again, people cheated. And I'll, I'll stick to that until the day I die. They cheated just like they cheated 2020. And uh, so you, you can't believe these folks when they're predicting these things and they're only saying it because they want to make a story. We were told that Nikki Haley was going to prevail. And that Ron DeSantis had a, a ground game, and they've been predicting his him winning this since before Trump even said that he was going to run. They were saying, oh, Ron DeSantis, he's the latest, he's the greatest thing out there. But then as he started coming out, people started seeing him, they saw that he wasn't ready for prime time. And clearly, the results of the Iowa caucus showed us that he was not ready for prime time. And he spent a lot of money in Iowa. I think he had visited all the counties. But he came up short. And although he might have gotten 23% of the vote, Nikki Haley got 21, Trump got 52. And of course, the media was hoping that Trump got less than that. So they could say, oh, this is no, this is not, this is no indicative of anything. You can't put your hat on that because he didn't get a majority of the vote. Just like they're saying now that, oh, forget about Iowa. Iowa makes absolutely no sense. You can't count the caucus. You got to look at the other states. You got to look at New Hampshire. And if Trump should best them all in New Hampshire, oh, you got to forget about New Hampshire. You got to look at the next state, South Carolina. They keep moving the goalpost. And this is what they do. They move the goalpost. And if you're not careful, you'll move the goalpost with them. I heard that the last time a Republican won in Iowa was when George Bush, George W. Bush, ran for president. And then before then, I think it was uh, Ford. But a win is a win, Andrew. And Trump won. And what we have to realize is that this is so monumental and historic in that look at what they did to Trump before the election. Look at how they were trying to take him out. Look at how they were lying about him. Look at, and they continue to lie. Look at all these court cases they were trying to tie him up in so that he couldn't campaign. So that people would say, we're not going to vote for him. Look at all the bad ads. And, and look at Nikki Haley. I want to talk about her for a second. Because I wasn't aware that she, her base, was basically Democrats. And the way the media was describing it, especially those on the left, they were saying, well, she's trying to increase the base. Yeah, but she was convincing people to go and register as Democrats to vote for her against Trump. They don't like her. They're not going to vote for her doing a general. But to them, let's vote for her because Joe can easily beat her. 
So all those naysayers that are out there that are saying that Nikki can win a general, well, who is she winning the general with? Who are you looking at? She's doing the same thing for New Hampshire because New Hampshire is an open primary. Anyone can go in and vote. Independents can vote. Democrats can vote. So you have Sununu, Governor Sununu, who's saying, oh, she's going to clean house. She's going to win this. She's going to get this. But then let's just go back to what former governor, the bloviator said about, Chris Christie said about Nikki, that she's going to get wiped. She's going to get washed out because she's no match to Trump. And we're now seeing this. When you, when you have a candidate who's going in telling Democrats, register to vote, vote for me so that we can stop Trump. And during her, her speech, after she lost, for her to say, this is now, Awa has shown us that this is now a two-man race. No, it isn't. Ron DeSantis is still there. And if it is a two-man race, it's between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, not you. But see, these are the deceptive modes that she used, and she can't be trusted. Now, of course, if she gets the nomination, we will bite our tongues and we will vote for her because we don't want Joe Biden in. But this is one of the reasons why, Andrew, I don't like debates. I don't like the way they conduct these primaries because you have candidates beating up on each other. And then at the end of the day, they, okay, let's just drink a cup of coffee. Let's put the squash it. And we're now on the same team. I like the way Ron, not, not Ron DeSantis, but the way Vivek handled it. He didn't attack Trump. He just said, I'm a younger version of Trump. It's time for a new generation. Vote for me. But going out attacking your opponent, knowing that you're in the same party and you will have to inevitably support them. That's very dangerous. Now, how is it that Ron DeSantis will be able to support Nikki Haley or vice versa when they've been at each other's throats? Now, Vivek has not changed. He came out today. He will make a great surrogate for Trump. And he came out and he said, Trump is the man. He is the person who's going to make America great again. And he went through the list of things the border, that there are only two genders, that the Constitution is the ultimate law. It is the greatest. You don't hear DeSantis or Nikki Haley saying that. Trump says it all the time. They want to say, we're going to talk about policies. I get it, but you also need to talk about the country and how the country is so great. He just laid it out. And I was listening to this man. I'm like, man, he definitely is a rising star in the Republican Party, and he has a spot somewhere in the party. Now, some people will say, well, he, the last election, he voted for Barack Obama. He didn't vote for Republican. A lot of people did that. But then their eyes woke up once Barack Obama was in office, and they saw how evil of a person he is, and he still is evil. But to me, this caucus, this, this first election is indicative, and it's just an indicator as to what we're going to be up against. And I think that is now at this point in time, I think that both Ron and Nikki should just say, you know, we don't have a path. Let's just call it a day and support Trump. Even if Nikki wins New Hampshire, and I hope she doesn't, will she be able to win South Carolina? I doubt it. And that's her state. Because what we're hearing in the polling is that they're all in for Trump. It's a red state. Now, I'm sure some Democrats will probably try to go there and register, claim that South Carolina is their home so that they can register as Republicans 
and then vote for Nikki, which is what they did during the election of 2020. A lot of them went to red states and registered to flip the election. And something else that Iowa tells us, Andrew, and that is that paper ballots count. It matters. Same-day voting matters. Not this extensive, long, drawn-out, protracted voting and we're going to vote because it, it gives you room to cheat. And the Democrats know it. Everyone knows it. Judges know it. But they don't care. This is how they have corrupted our legal system. They have corrupted our voting system. Voter integrity is important. But Democrats don't care about it until they want to say that you're trying to keep the you're trying to keep black people from voting. Well, look at what you're trying to do to Americans as a whole by keeping Donald Trump off the ballots. Look at what you're doing by trying to keep Robert F. Kennedy off the ballots. You're trying to suppress the vote. You're trying to keep people from being able to vote for a candidate of their choosing. And if we had a fair and unbalanced media, or I'm sorry, a fair and balanced media, they would point this out. But they won't do it. Andrew, they wouldn't even run Trump's speech after he won because they say it's Russia disinformation simply because he wants to protect the border. And I would say, I mean, I know our listeners are aware of this, but I would say to new listeners who are listening to us, who are probably, they're probably jumping, arguing at the TV saying, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Not the TV, but the radio saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, shut up. No, no, no. I would submit to you that these people that are reporting the news to you, halfway reporting the news to you, they will go home at night behind gated fences. They will go home at night and they're bonkers if they've created up under the ground in a safe harbor, safe away from you, while they're creating doom and gloom for you. They're destroying democracy. Look at the insurrection that took place the other day at the White House. People clawing at the doors, and this was just this weekend, trying to get at the gates of the White House. And then they had to secure the people in the White House in a safety space. Looks like to me that's insurrection. Like I said, Jamal Bowman, he committed insurrection when he pulled down that fire alarm. Democrats want to say nothing about it. But they'll always go to Jan 6 the same way Joe is going to Jan 6. He's going to run his entire campaign on Jan 6 and that Trump is a racist. And who is he appealing to? Blacks, black women. You can't be deceived. You cannot allow them to keep deceiving you like this. You can't allow them to keep lying to you. You got to wake up and see for what it is. This election is very important, and democracy will be destroyed if we allow Joe Biden to win, to cheat and win. He's a feeble old man. And then I read an article, Andrew, as Trump was stepping, coming off the stage after giving his speech that he had won, he was holding on to a rail. And then you have the media coming out saying, oh, look at Trump. He looks feeble. He could possibly fall. I'm like, are you serious? Like, really? This man has been jet-setting across the country. Just the other day, after he won the, new, the uh, Iowa caucus, he flew back to New York, appeared at a trial that he shouldn't be at. It's all a witch, a witch hunt with Gene Carroll 
claiming that he defamed her. He didn't defame her. She lied. And she's been supported by the founder of LinkedIn. He's built, uh, paying for all her, law, her uh, law, law fees. So he comes there. He sits for that trial. After he asks the judge, Kaplan, can you please delay the trial by two days so that I could be at home with my wife as we bury her mom? And the judge denied it. Why the rush? Why are they trying to rush these trials? It's supposed to be a speedy trial for the defendant, not for the judge, not for the expediency of the judge. But they want to keep him tied down. So he goes here, he sits for that trial. Then the next thing you know, he's in New Hampshire. And then they want to say he's feeble? Well, by God, if he is tired, I would say, well, look at his schedule. Whereas with Joe, Joe's hardly ever out. He's been out for three days, just like Lloyd Austin, hiding. When he comes out, he's incoherent. He looks confused. And you want to tell me that he's suitable, he can handle this job? He can't handle the job. They're lying to you. And we need to put him out to pasture. We need to end the elder abuse that's being committed by the Democrat Party and his own wife against Joe. We need to end it, Andrew. Yeah, Rob, very well said. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew. It's just available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. We're back here on After Dark with Robert Andrew, and uh, we're continuing to break down the Iowa caucus. And uh, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but I text Rob about this last night. But after President Trump's historic win... Uh, by a record margin, you'd turn on the networks, even Fox News, they'd have people like Karl Rove on, and he would just be downplaying President Trump's victory uh, to the best of his ability, acting like getting over 50% of the vote is an incredible accomplishment when everyone said that that would be huge if Trump did it. Well, he does it, and then they still try and downplay it. They try and say, well, that's 49% of republicans that don't want trump well it's like by that logic that's 80 percent of republicans that don't want ron DeSantis or nikki haley 
um, President Trump did very well in this Iowa caucus, considering the amount of money that he spent compared to uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, who both outspent him, they outworked him, and they still lost. Um, President Trump, his popularity is carrying over, and that's a great sight for President Trump. Uh, a lot of these polls are saying that Nikki's like seven or eight points behind in New Hampshire. I think it'll be a little more than that. Um, in South Carolina, I think Trump's going to do well. And if we're going into Super Tuesday, if it's President Trump at a clean sweep, I don't know how much longer that uh, Haley and Ron DeSantis will be able to hold on. But yeah, it's very frustrating to see people like Carl Rove and uh, MSNBC. I don't know if you saw this, Rob, but Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid were saying that it was white supremacy was the reason that Nikki Haley didn't do better in Iowa. And then they refused to even show President Trump's uh, victory speech because they said that they've filtered out uh, putting on untrue uh, disinformation on their network, which we both know pretty much everything on their network is disinformation. Andrew, I saw that, that they refused to show his speech. Jake Tapper, I mentioned that during the first block, and then you have Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid saying that Nikki Haley didn't win because of white supremacy, as if though they like Nikki Haley. They want Nikki Haley there because they know that Joe can beat Nikki Haley. Don't be deceived, people. You have a lot of people saying Trump can't win a general. Can Trump win a general? Can Trump? Yes, he can win a general if they don't cheat. But as far as Nikki Haley, they won't have to cheat. They'll just be able to beat her. They'll come up with some live, some racist story about her being an Indian. But don't be deceived. These people are really clever. And then you have Joy Reid, who's now changed her hair. She's a, a misappropriation of whites by dyeing her hair blonde. And she's always talking about, oh, the misappropriation, their, their appropriation in someone else's culture. Well, what are you doing? Your hair is blonde. You don't have blonde hair. There are some blacks, fair-skinned blacks that do have blonde hair, but she's dark. She doesn't have blonde hair. She dyed her hair. Yeah. yeah. If so she what hates, is she supposed to say about that? If she hates Trump, why did she copy his hair? <laughs> That's a good one. Why did she copy his hair? Right. Yeah, go, go, go figure. And then for but, her to say that, something else, I don't know if you heard this, she came out and she said that, Majority of people in Iowa are white Christians and that yes. they're evil and that they that Trump is telling them that he's going to give their country back to them. Like, what do you mean give their country back to them? My grandmother grew up. My brother is from Iowa. She lived there before she died. I have relatives in Iowa. OK, so what is she talking about? Granted, the majority of the people in Iowa, the population, they're white. But still, to make a comment like that. I mean, she's just she's saying that all of Iowa doesn't count. Iowans are no good. Right. And then to say that Nikki's Haley's problem in Iowa is that she's an Indian woman. Everything is about race to these people. I mean, uh, she said, let's face it, Iowa's 90 percent white and um, it's a Republican primary. And Nikki Haley is an Indian woman. She can't overcome that. It's like, this is ridiculous. Uh, Barack Obama actually won Iowa. So to try and act like it's just some crazy racist state, it's just nonsense. It isn't. To me, when I was there, I felt that I was, Iowa was more liberal. And as you said, Barack Obama won it. And then Trump won it in 2016. What's happening here, Andrew, is that 
what they want to happen didn't happen. So they have to use the race card and they're playing it extremely well. I mean, we had a guest who come on here about two years ago who said that we need to counsel race card, the race card and all of its benefits because it definitely has a lot of benefits. And one of the benefits right now is one of the key card holders that they're pushing this card to black women. That's all you hear, black women, black women. You hear nothing about black men. You would think that black men don't even exist. It's black women, black women, black women. And B.B. Diamond, and we, we spoke about this during our, on our last show when she, was, uh, when she came on. They're doing this because they know that black women are emotional. Look at Fannie Willis. What did she do during the King celebration's birthday? She went to a church in Atlanta, and she played the black women race card, the gender race card. They're coming after black women as if they're black women. We can't, we're not smart. Well, you look at her, Fannie Willis, you look at Claudine Gay, both failures. Let's just admit it. You look at the mayor of Washington, Muriel Browser, a failure. Look at the crime that's there. Look at Latoya Cantrell of New Orleans, failure because of the crime. We're not making this up. The proof is in the pudding. Claudine Gay was not qualified to lead Harvard. She hasn't written any books. And I was listening, watching this one go, Keith Blower Blow, who's a, I think he works for the New York Times. He was saying, don't, don't you think that Claudine Gay was fired because of plagiarism or because of the anti-Semitic, what was going on? She was fired because she's a black woman. I'm like, what? Are you serious? She's a serial plagiarist. She's underqualified. She should have never been in that position. The only reason why she's there because she's a black woman and they're trying to appeal to black women, which is the same thing they wanted to do in Iowa, but there weren't enough black women for them to play that card. They want to try to go to New Hampshire and do the same thing, but there are not enough black women to go there and play it. So where would they play it? They were played in South Carolina because the majority of the people there are black. But fortunately, most of the, fo the folks who are going to vote, they're saying they're voting for Trump. And see, they don't like it. So for Joy Reid to come out and to make that statement, to make that comment, Andrew, I, I, I will keep saying this, and I know that a lot of people don't agree with me. The media in its current form has to be shut down. It has to be because it's not the media. It is not, they're not functioning in the capacity of a media, of a free press. It has become an arm of the Democrat Party. And we cannot have that. It has become an extension of the Democrat Party. It is not a free press. If anything, it is a propaganda machine. And they need to be labeled as such. And because of that, the, all of their rights as a press, as the press, should be taken from them. People should be allowed to sue them for defamation. We, we should remove all of the advantages that you would have as a free press. And there should be a criteria. This is a free press. If you meet this, that, and the other thing, the current form of the Washington Post, New York Times, fake news, CNN, and PMS, NBC, and all the networks, they're not a free press. They're all operating under the species of the Democrat Party. And we have to call it out. And if we have more brave men and women in the free press to call it out, I think it would happen. And that's the reason why when Trump is elected, we need to make certain that we have representatives that share his ideology. And this whole thing with them saying he's going to be a dictator. I mean, I hate he even joked about that because this just gives them 
you know, room to run with it. He's going to be a dictator. He said he's going to be a dictator. Whoopi Goldberg is saying, he said that, no, not Whoopi Goldberg, but what was her name? Joy Behar. Trump said that even if you lose your life, still go out and vote for him. I'm like, he didn't say that, Joy. But see, they take these things and they twist it. They won't play the whole tape. And then they won't play what he's saying because they want to be able to dictate what he's saying. They want to be able to misconstrue because they know that you, some of you, not our listeners now, but some of your friends will not bother to go in and do the research to say he did not say that. Why are you guys saying that he did? And I wish we had a free press that would call them out 24-7. We do call them out, but our reach isn't as great as the other mediums that are out there on the right. And that is the reason why we always encourage you to share our stories. Because just like you, and uh, like President Trump, rather, we're being censored. We're being censored. I was kicked off of, what is it? Uh, I can't think of the thing that, uh, Thread. I was kicked, kicked off, off Thread. At, we've been kicked off everything at some point. We've been kicked off everything. I mean, we're, I'm barely surviving on Facebook. It's only a matter of time before they shut that down. And then people will say, oh, well, it's a private this. Yeah, but they're functioning in a media capacity and a press capacity. And if we had representatives that would call this out, this would not be happening. Andrew, from day one, I will never forget when they started trying to censor people and kick people off Twitter when it was under the old regime, I called it out. And I said that should not be allowed to happen. It was under Jack Dorsey. I said they should not be allowed to do that. Because they're getting all of the freebies of a free press. You're right. And we were saying that from the beginning when they were only banning like really out there people, right? Like Milo Yiannopoulos or yep. Alex Jones. We were even defending them saying this is ridiculous. They shouldn't be suspended. They shouldn't um, lose their presence on social media. Uh, shifting gears just slightly. Rob, what do you say to these people that have jumped off the Trump train that are whining and saying, oh, Trump's not electable. Um, he's He talked bad about Ron DeSantis, and he hurt our feelings. So uh, even if Trump's the nominee, we're not going to vote for him. Uh, this is just a horrible attitude, is it not? I mean, grow up, people. You're really willing to go through four more years of Joe Biden just because President Trump or Laura Loomer or Someone else that supports President Trump hurt your feelings. Grow up. Uh, this is important stuff. We cannot withstand four more years of Joe Biden. So anybody with that attitude, I'm asking that you change your mind uh, because as a country, we we need all the support for President Trump that we can get. I agree. It's just they're being babies, complete babies. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley can attack Trump all day long. And no one says anything about it. But the moment Trump attacks, he's like, oh, no, he hurt my feelings. Oh, no, he stuck me in the eye. Oh, no, this is not fair. We're not going to vote for him. He's not electable. And where are they getting that from? From the left. The left, they're telling you that. If he wasn't electable, let's just think about it. If he wasn't electable, why are they going after him? Why are they trying to tie him up in all of these frivolous exactly. lawsuits? Think about it. Now, some of you will say, oh, well, no, that has nothing to do with it. He committed a crime. No, he didn't. Everything that they're saying that he did, it is not a crime. None of it. Gene Carroll, he did. Oh, and remember, folks, they keep saying that he 
he was found guilty that for sexual assault. No, he was not. They said he was found guilty because he spoke ill of her. Because no one can prove that he did or he didn't do it. And no one even bothered to pull the records to see if he was even at that store. They're all going on what she says is he say, she say, and they decided to believe her. Why did they decide to believe her? Because it's in New York City and they want to stop him. I hope when history is recorded on this, that the truth comes out. I'm glad that we will have a part in history because we're, we're, we're reporting on this right now. And people will be able to go back and look at this and they will say, on After Dark and Robin Andrew, they call this out. And I hope history judges them harshly. Harshly. Because all these people align the same way Dr. Fracci lied about COVID. It is a big lie. And I said the other night on the show, I said, these are college educated people that are believing this. And my guest at the time, I think it was Clay Clark, he said, but Rob, listen to what you're saying, college-educated people. Not to knock on a college degree, he said, but that doesn't make them special. That doesn't mean that they're going to have the insight to realize what's happening. And I said, you know, that's so true. It is so true. Because these college-educated people have been so indoctrinated that they will believe anything. You're right. And they get so far up each other's butts, it's ridiculous. Like uh, Jenna Ellis, for example, she kept saying, every principled conservative I know is voting for Ron DeSantis. Like these people that are um, college educated and indoctrinated, as I call them, college indoctrinated, are better than hardworking Americans. Um, they're just really detached from reality and they don't know what um hardworking Americans really want and their lives were a lot better under President Trump and they feel like President Trump was robbed in 2020 and I think there's going to be a huge base to come out and vote for him later this year I hope so and just going back to what you're saying Jenna Ellis she's seeing everyone that she knows true Republicans well it's the Republicans of the establishment they're the ones who want to keep this thing going they don't want the truth to be exposed I don't believe that Nikki Haley can do it Perhaps Ron DeSantis, but I don't think he could do it in the current capacity. I don't think he could do it as a president because he would be beholden to so many in the establishment. Now, if, let's say, he were Trump, he were to go into Trump's administration as the, as the attorney general, maybe he would be able to do it. But Andrew, I got to say, I don't see Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis as VP material. Definitely not Ron DeSantis because he brings nothing to the table. Both he and Trump are from Florida. Looking at Nikki Haley, a lot of people say Nikki Haley because women would identify with her. They would vote for her. I see what they're saying, but I don't think she's trustworthy. No. I think that she would be the vice president who would always speak out against the president. It would be a contentious relationship. So Trump should think long and hard. I know that a and lot of people are pushing for her to be on the ticket, but she has not let up. And as you mentioned during the first block, the speech that she gave when she said it's a two-man race between me and, you know, not even Ron DeSantis. And when she said that you guys have got to help me save the country from the likes of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. When she said that, I'm like, there is no way he should pick her. If he wants to pick a woman, pick anyone but Nikki Haley. And I wouldn't even, Andrew, I would I'd throw out a word of caution as far as having her as a secretary of state. She's dangerous. And I hate yeah. to say that 
because she would work on her own terms. She would go against the president. And whenever something would happen that the media said was wrong, she would be the first person they would go to. And she would be the first person to open up her big mouth, not knowing all the facts and say, oh, no, I don't agree with the president on this. And I don't agree with this. No, you can't have that. You have to be unified. You need loyalty. Yeah, I think that there is no way that President Trump would consider Nikki Haley for his vice president at this point. Uh, Bird brain, as he calls her, she's wore out her welcome. Uh, Last night, she was actually comparing Trump and Biden to each other, saying that this is not the choice that Americans want. We need a new generation of leaders. Um, President Trump's the type of guy that takes this kind of thing personal. And uh, I think Nikki Haley's ship has sailed. And as far as her as vice president, oh, man, that would be really bad. Uh, She's a warmonger. She'd be all in on President Trump sending money to Ukraine and Israel, uh, millions and millions of dollars that we don't have. Uh, She is just a toxic person at this point. And I believe uh, she's like the George Bush wing of the Republican Party that is past us, yet they're trying to make a revival uh, the Lincoln Project type, and I don't think that they have any shot. Uh, so, yeah, Nikki Haley, I think uh, President Trump is over her, and I don't see him using her at all once she drops out of the race. If you're he looking for her. no, he can't. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.shop. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Ann. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. So, Andrew, the last half, I just want to piggyback up of what you were saying about Nikki Haley. Not that we haven't covered it enough, but 
you know, I liked her, but and you've always cautioned me, and you've always said that, you know, on our show. Just as of recently, I mean, lately on some of our shows, you said, "No, I don't trust her." No, not at all. I'm now seeing what you saw then, and after the speech she gave on Monday night, I I don't feel comfortable with her. And as I said during the second block of the show, she would definitely work to undermine Trump. Yes. She, she would be a thorn in his side, and the media knows it. So they would always try to second guess him and run it up against her. Because whoever gets that position, you're in essence going to be the, or going to run or will inherit the presidency. Because yes. Trump is only going to serve one term, and I hope he understands that. Only one term. Did you see Rand Paul's video on Nikki Haley? He released a video saying that he's not ready to endorse any candidate, but he is a never Nikki guy because he warned that she'll send just millions of dollars in foreign aid uh, that we don't have to foreign countries. And uh, as you said, her speech Monday night was very divisive. She's not America first, Rob. She's Nikki first. That's what she's I worry not. about with Nikki Haley is that uh, she's willing to sell out Republicans if she has to, because she'll do anything she's got to do to get elected at this point. And, you know, and something else that you had another analysis you had made during one of our shows, you said that she she wants to please everyone. She'll have one position, but then she'll change it just to please you know, the different constituents. Now, I like her position on abortion. But other than that, I mean, she's definitely wishy-washy. And, you know, as you start to put a microscope on a person, you start to see who they really are. They put a microscope on Vivek, and he was the same. But with Nikki, I just don't feel comfortable for her. I could have forgiven her for some of the missteps that she made in the Trump administration and after she left, like the when she tried to chastise him over South Carolina and that whole fiasco. She tried to chastise him over when they had the riots and what Trump should have done this. And she tried to chastise him on Jan 6, only to find out that she had misspoke. And then she goes to Mar-a-Lago and she apologizes. He says, okay. And she says, I'm not going to run against you. And he said this. She told me she was not going to run against me. And then she says, well, after I saw the midterm, and I said, well, no, I need to jump in. And she says, well, I, and I called the president. And I told him, I know I told you that I wasn't going to run, but after the midterm, you know, Mr. President, I, I think it's my time. I think I should do it. Now, I don't care how you felt about the midterms. They didn't put good candidates. And then the candidates that they had there, Ronna McDaniel, did not support them the way she should. And simply because you get Trump's endorsement doesn't mean you can just sit there and do absolutely nothing. You still have to get out there and campaign. And see, a lot of people try to put that on Trump. Now, I mean, had Trump had all those candidates won, man, he would everyone would have said, oh, my God. But see, what they looked at is that, OK, he endorsed these candidates. They didn't win. So that's an opportunity for us to step in. But now they see that. They were mistaken because he still has a hold on the party. And when people keep saying these never Trumpers, I mean, they, they are. They were never for Trump in the first place. And then the people who want to say these MAGA Republicans, these MAGA, is if though it's a bad name. 
Trump has to win. The moment he wins, I'm putting on my Make America Great Again cap. I'm going to walk outside and wear it proudly. Because MAGA is not bad. They want you to think it's bad. What's bad is diversity and equity. That's racist. That's racism. It's segregation. Yeah. And we've been talking about Nikki Haley, but Ron DeSantis, uh, his speech, he, he was quick last night, only or I mean Monday night after the caucus, excuse me. He was only uh spoke for about three minutes and forty six seconds, I think they said. But he came out smiling and gloating. Uh, I think he looked like a fool coming out and bragging, acting like he did a great job. And then he did this speech like he's been under constant attack and assault from the media and Republicans ever since he announced. Uh, It's like, dude, they're trying to put President Trump in jail. He's got 91 indictments against him. And you're trying to act like you're the guy that's been attacked during your campaign. Um, it just made no sense. He's getting bad advice from a bad campaign team that has really hurt his reputation. Well, he's getting the advice from Carl Rove. But Carl Rove will say that he's not in this. He's just neutral. But clearly he isn't. They want Ron DeSantis. And I think they put Ron DeSantis, gave him the idea that he should run. And not not only that, I think that the other thing that happened, Andrew, is that when all this when all of this took place, when he looked at it, that he 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 viewed it and possibly said that, hey, you know, I can do this. If no one else can do it, I can do it, which wasn't the case. That wasn't necessarily the case, that he couldn't do it. He should have stepped aside and he should have said, Okay, I want to do it, but it's not my time. But he was listening to the party elites and thinking that, oh, wow, I can do this. I'm going to be able to do it I'm gonna because I'm a great governor of Florida and all these people like me. And if they like me, I should be able to best him. Not realizing that, right, that's Florida. Okay, and you did a good job. But now you're looking outside of that. So when you're looking at the numbers, and I've heard so many people say this, when you're looking at the numbers. So he came into second place. You lost. You still lost, buddy. You came in a distant second. Okay, and him saying that they try to throw everything at me, including the kitchen sink. Look at how much money you spent in Iowa. And to only come in second place. And they're going to let everyone want everyone to tell you that, oh, you did you did a great job and you're you're, wow, this is incredible. No, you came in second place. And with the same thing with uh, Nikki, who came in third place. So let's say we move forward. We we move forward to the, the the next to New Hampshire and what's going to happen in New Hampshire. Okay, so when you look at it, even if, this is a long chop, just playing with the numbers, let's say Nikki were to win in New Hampshire. Where does she go after that? Even if she were to, let's say, go to South Carolina and she were to win, and people are saying she's not going to, she's hoping that she'll build up momentum and people say, wow, we like her. But it's Trump's country. Everyone else is going to vote for him. The same thing with Ron DeSantis. Ron is not going to win New Hampshire. Maybe Nikki will win or she'll come in a distant second. But if she goes to South Carolina, she's going to get thumped. That's going to be embarrassing that she couldn't even win her own state. So where does she go from there? What is her path? When you look at all these other states, What is her path? Do you think she'll be able to win Florida? 
But see, they're counting on this will build momentum. I'll get more money. Well, you already have a lot of money. And that money didn't help you with Iowa. If all places, it should have helped her with Iowa, and it didn't. The same thing with DeSantis. So you look at all this money that they're draining from the coffers, they're draining from the Republican Party money that could be spent on other places, other candidates, if they were to just say, we're going to step out and we're going to consolidate our votes and we're going to all vote together. We're going to all just say, hey, let's get behind one candidate. But see, at this stage of the game, Andrew, when they do come to that realization, I wonder if they will even get behind Trump the way Videk did. Videk did it so graciously. And that should be a lesson. Everyone should look at that and say, this is what we should do. This is how we should do it. When we don't, when we know that clearly we're not going to win, we should bow out and just say, all my support is behind this person. But they can't do it because of ego. These people, and I do, I think that Nikki Haley has one of the biggest egos that her ego will not allow her to concede and say, your time is up, because she's probably also looking at, I might not get to be VP. And I'm sure that the party, they're pushing, they're probably in consultation with Trump's people and saying, oh, no, no, come on, you got to pick her if she doesn't make it, because she's going to be able to bring in all these other people. They're, make, put Kelly Ann Conway, make her the uh, VP, but not Nikki. Uh -uh. Yeah, she's still draining her Democrat donors for as much money as she can uh, before she's going to concede. And you have to wonder if that's why Ron DeSantis is in the race, if they kind of hope that maybe the uh, justice system will take Trump out, right? And, that and that's horrible if they're chance. thinking that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that could be the only reason that they would still be in this race, because I mean, it's obvious they're not going to win. They're just draining donors of money. You're right. They're, they're probably thinking that just in case the justice system takes him out, they'll be there waiting in the wings to step up. But again, even if he even if he goes to jail, okay, he can still run for president. People will still vote for him. He'll be able to pardon himself and get out. Okay, and I don't think they're thinking that. I mean, all this is unknown, unchartered water. But they're not looking at it. They're hoping, yeah, they'll take him out. He'll be locked up. I hope the Supreme Court does the right thing because clearly we see what's going on. You got the Fannie. Willis going to the White House, you have Letitia James, all of this, Andrew. And if we had an honest media, which we don't, they would call this out and people would rise up. I hope people are rising up now and seeing that this is a lie. I hope black people are being serious. You see a lot of black people that are saying, you're taking advantage of us and we're not going to vote for you because this is not right. I hope they take that to the polls. Yeah. You see uh, Brian Kemp say that he's not going to investigate uh Fannie Willis's bribery scheme here. I mean, this guy did. I didn't Trump, see that. President Trump called it. He's a rhino. I mean, he's given Republicans no help whatsoever. Uh, I do give him credit. He did campaign a little bit for Herschel Walker uh, when he was in the runoff. But other than that, this guy has been a total disappointment. So his feelings are still hurt. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> These are such beta males. I mean, come on if it wasn't for trump he probably wouldn't even be governor so he's a beta male his feelings are hurt so he's not i'm not going to investigate the woman has committed a crime and you're not going to investigate i didn't hear that andrew because i was hoping as i said during our last show that he should be investigating but he's not going to wow 
this is what see this is what the republicans have to deal with we don't know how to work together that is the reason why i want trump republicans and andrew this is something else that people don't realize and some people have realized it you know trump wasn't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily see him as being a hardcore republican okay but by god he's more of a republican than some of these lifetime republicans who have just sat in office using the name but doing absolutely nothing like Mitch McConnell. There are so many of those Republicans that are there that do absolutely nothing. Karl Rove, just part of the establishment. They just want their man in, and then they're looking at the gravy train. They could care less about America. We'll do some things, and then we'll get mad. And just like, I, I got to say this, uh, Mike Johnson and the deal that he made to keep the uh, – the government from shut down. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, he did what he had to do. You move on because had they shut the government down, Republicans wouldn't be able to explain it. They wouldn't be able to say what happened. And then they would end up looking like the bad guy. So I'm like, you take the deal that you got and then move on. And then you start looking at the election because this happens all the time. Every time there's a shutdown, Republicans can't, they can't explain it. And they, they go out doing the exact wrong thing. And it's like, oh, well, uh, 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 and it's like, Okay, you wanted it to happen, and now you can't explain it. And now the Democrats are going to flip the script and make you look like the bad guy. So I'm like, okay, it's done. He made the deal. Let's move on. Maybe I, I probably I don't like it, but it is what it is. We're in the election year. Do it and move on. Let's keep moving. Because we have a tendency, Republicans have a tendency just to sit there and dwell on one thing as opposed to trying to explain it, like with abortion, not able to explain that. And Trump explained it so clearly, Andrew, during the last town hall that he gave, I think, on Fox. And this one woman from Iowa, she said, you know, I want to know your thoughts on abortion because I'm concerned. I know that you put judges in place for us to get the abortion, but now you seem as though you're wishy-washy. So I just want to understand what's happening. And she said to him, and what he said to her, he said, well, here's the deal. He said, we have to win elections. He said, at the end of the day, we have to win elections. No matter how you feel about it, he said, I put people in place for us to, for us to uh, knock it down, but we have to still win elections. And I thought, that was so powerful because it's true. We have to win elections. And if you go so hardcore, people will like, oh, I'm not going to vote for you. Although, as they say, they're cutting off their nose to save their face. It's like you got what you want. But then if you're going to stay home, as like you said, Andrew, some of these Republicans are saying, I'm going to stay home and my person doesn't get it. Then you're just voting for the Democrats. If DeSantis doesn't get it, I'm going to stay at home. If Nikki Haley doesn't get it, I'm going to stay at home. OK, so you're saying that they don't get it. You want to vote for Joe Biden, because that's what you're doing. You're withholding your vote as opposed to saying, nope, I am going to vote regardless. As I've said, we both said, Andrew, I don't at this point, I don't care for Nikki Haley. But if she gets the nomination, I will hold my breath and I will gladly vote for her because I want Joe Biden out of office. Right. And to clear up the uh, Brian Kemp, Fannie Willis story, Major Taylor Green told Breitbart News she had high expectations that Kemp and Carr would launch a criminal probe into Willis. Uh, Kemp did not act. Instead, Kemp and a gener- Georgia Attorney General Christopher Carr seek to use the state's oversight committee to investigate Willis for her alleged improper relationship with her top prosecutor. 
Green told Breitbart News, a committee would operate like a disciplinary commission with the power to remove county prosecutors from public office. But committees move very slowly and often are rife with politics. The committee would not be ready for months to launch a probe, Green told Breitbart News. Meanwhile, Willis' prosecution is drying up Trump's and fellow co-defendants' resources, she noted. So uh, maybe he is going to act, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be anytime soon, uh, just to clear that up. And as far as Rob saying, yes, you have to vote for the Republican candidate. Uh, Joe Biden's historically one of the worst candidates that we have ever had. RFK is not a viable option. You look at his climate stance, and uh, it's, it's as extreme as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or somebody like that. Uh, I do like some of his policies, but he is not a viable option uh, for president of the United States. It's going to be Trump or bust. And I recommend people jump on board the Trump train because uh, it looks like it's come been barreling through. Uh, quickly based on the Iowa caucus results. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. Nothing.